Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this Advocate Session episode of the Aquademia Podcast where we take 10 with the Responsible Seafood Advocate. As usual, I'm sitting down with the editor of the Advocate, Jamie Wright, to talk about what's going on within our online magazine. How's it going, Jamie? I'm right as rain, buddy. How you doing? Good to hear, man. I'm good too. Got some good stuff coming up in the Advocate. Got some good stuff there now. Uh, you know, last week was a little bit different, or the last couple of weeks ago was a little different because yeah. uh, we didn't really do our normal format for this. So we're back at it today. And why don't you give us a heads up of what's going on in the Advocate? Bugs, man. Lots of bugs. Gotta Lots of interest it. in bugs. And by bugs, I mean... Bugs. I mean bugs. I mean, <laughs> I mean black soldier fly larvae meal, one of the most promising novel feed ingredients to come along in quite some time. I mean, bugs are about as natural a fish food as one could find, right? So there's really a good fit there, obviously. Uh, but the question really has always been about scale and economics, mm-hmm. whether this ingredient, which is clearly a nutritional winner, whether it could be produced in large enough quantities and sold for a price that would entice feed manufacturers and their customers to commit to it. So, uh, Associate editor Lisa Jackson compiled a bunch of soldierfly news into one space. There was a lot that came out in just one week, so we just kind of compiled them all. And you'll find that one on the homepage. Uh, and la- last week, um, I also spoke to local coho. This is a land-based uh, coho salmon farm in the Finger Lakes region of New York. Um, he did entered a partnership with uh, Shinkei Systems, mm-hmm. and we had Safe on the podcast just. Uh, we, months, a few months ago? We did, yeah. That was episode 182, um, where we talked about automating the Ikejime process with uh, Safe Kawaja from Shinkei Systems. That's right. So I, I reached out to him again, um, he, and uh, Michael Fabro of Local Coho. He's the new CEO who started there last year. Just wanted to uh, you know, see what their plans were. This is uh, the first commercial partnership for Shinkei. And um, you know, what, what, what were they planning to do with this, you know, the Ikejime main slaughter equipment for fin fish. I think it's really cool stuff. It's super cool. I, I feel like I'm sounding a bit like a broken record, you know, when I come on this thing, I, I hit on the same topics all the time, you know, circular economy, novel feed ingredients, fish welfare, stress. But this is kind of the, the, the next stage for aquaculture, right. figuring out these problems to make the fish healthier. And uh, if you have healthier fish, you're going to have a more profitable farm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, there was a time... You know, when aquaculture was primarily focused about growth, profits, market share, perhaps rightly so, you know, starting out. But economic sustainability sometimes does need to come first, <laughs> you know, before the food production right, right. systems can be improved and then hopefully copied. But, um, you know, I think this aquaculture industry is maturing. There are, you know, many areas in which it is doing some mirror looking, you know, and uh, making the effort to get better. And that, that's pretty much what The Advocate is for, to tell those stories. Yeah, for sure. So um, you're working on some stuff that's going to be coming. It's not out yet. Coming out uh, next week. Yeah, on Monday, we're going to have a bunch of new content. Um, you know, pretty soon I'm going to be heading to London, jolly old London, for right. uh, the Blue Food Innovation Summit, week of May 22. Uh, so I wrote a pre- preview article and spoke to three of the speakers about, you know, whether they feel the pace of innovation in aquaculture and excuse me, fisheries needs to, needs some picking up or not. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to point out that one comment from our colleague, Melanie Siggs, uh, she's the director of strategic engagements here at GSA. Uh, she lives in the UK. She said something that I think anyone who attends lots of seafood conferences like me can relate to. She said, I encourage everyone to remember we work in the food industry and we specialize in blue food, but we have a habit of becoming quite insular. 
in the seafood world. And that's true. I mean, amen. Yeah. <laughs> With the sustainable seafood dialogue can be a bit of an echo chamber, you know, the old preaching to the choir dynamic, yep. you know. We call it the vacuum. The vacuum. Like <laughs> this event in London promises to break out of it a little bit. It's geared toward investors. So lots of aquaculture technology, lots of big, big names at this event. Should be a good one. Um, I also have another cool story uh, coming out next week. It's, you know, again, on the circular economy. Yeah. Uh, we are introducing our readers to a, a new company based in Maine called Ocean Farm Supply, founded by an oyster farming company that no longer wanted to use plastic bags, you know, for, their, for harvesting. So they, they hunted down, a, you guessed it, circular economy option <laughs> that uses zero plastics. Uh, it's actually compostable. So you're going to have to wait till Monday to see what, what the actual material is. Black soldier fly larvae, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid it's not that cool. <laughs> cool. So that's that's coming up next week. We're excited for that content. Uh, good stuff coming up. And let's take a trip back in time. Always like that. Let's, let's yeah. rev up the flux capacitor. Uh, go back in time three years to two, 2020. Everyone's favorite year. That's right? good. I don't have enough gigawatts in me to go back much further than that today. <laughs> or interest, <laughs> personally. Well, in, in, in honor of Maine's glacial fishing season, which is happening uh, right now, uh, we took a look at eel farming in Japan three years back. And uh, our contributor, Bonnie Wicott, talked to scientists at the National Research Institute of Aquaculture in Japan, which had produced two generations of eels in captivity for the first time. So this was kind of a you know, a, a big step forward, but, you know, the production of, of eels on a, you know, a massive scale is very elusive. So one of the scientists, uh, uh, Hideki Tanaka at Kindai University, told us that full cycle aquaculture on a commercial scale has yet to be achieved. Big hurdles include uh, broodstock maturation, egg collection, you know, physical properties of larvae feed, feed ingredients, palatability, all sorts of things. Things that, like, you know, the salmon industry is, like, they check those boxes right, right. years and years ago. So it just shows you like how long it takes to mm -hmm. bring a species up to that level. And I don't know if anything, other than shrimp and salmon, I don't know if anything has quite right. reached <laughs> that quite level. But uh, you know, we also spoke to a professor at the University of Tokyo, Dr. Michael J. Miller. He, he said that the challenges really appear to be related, related to how large numbers of the large, larvae can be fed this paste-like diet that's squeezed onto the bottom of the rearing tanks so something simple like that like you know really like a basic rudimentary element of farming is kind of a challenge for right um you know they use different lights and I, I encourage you to check out the link and read the story this is really cool this is something that you know like you know eel farms have struggled to achieve they they can't seem to close that cycle they've been trying for years but um see in the next few years i think they'll probably do it right for sure. And all of those links, except for the ones that are coming out next week, <laughs> um, all those links are going to be in the show notes so you can check out all those articles. Um, so with that, Jamie, you got anything else? No, that's it. I'm just uh, hoping it stops raining soon. It'd right? Seriously. Nice. <laughs> it has been raining here for two weeks. Yeah. We're ready for some sun, for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this Advocate Session episode of the Aquademia Podcast, and we will talk to you next time.